You're listening to the Townsville Chambercast. Essential information, ideas and news that matters to the business community of Townsville. We would like to thank our show partner, Adits, for making this podcast possible. Adits are a local IT provider with one purpose, to implement effective technology solutions which empower their customers to achieve their mission. You can find out more about how they can support you and your business over on their website, adits.com.au. A-D-I-T-S Thanks everyone for tuning in again. Today, the Townsville Chamber cast will shed some light on administrative and support services with an in-depth discussion on the employment data, trends and opportunities for Townsville and the region with TP Human Capital's director, Clayton Cook. Welcome to Ross and Clayton. Thanks, Claire. Administrative and support services is an essential industry which covers many services, including office administration and employment, debt collection, call centres, travel agents, building cleaning, pest control and gardening services. But today we're talking all things employment and with over 25 years experience in employment services, it's great to sit down with uh, local business owner Clayton Cook from TP Human Capital. How are we, Clayton? Going well, thanks, Ross. That's good, mate. Mate, uh, we've sort of ummed and art about doing this little chamber cast for a while, so it's great to finally uh, get you here in the studio. But look, we like to start off with a bit of an overview countrywide, and then we'll delve into some of the, the issues and opportunities uh, here in Townsville. So how is Australia going, and how is Townsville compared to that in relation to our employment data that's coming out? Yeah, absolutely. Look, Australia is performing well and recovering quite quickly uh, from COVID. We're back to 5.1% unemployment rate nationally. Um, which is a great figure. It's actually back to pre-COVID levels where we were sitting around 5 to 5.2% for roughly the last 10 years up until COVID. So with 13, you know, a bit over 13 million Australians employed, um, that's a really, really positive uh, result. And of course, you know, there are parts of Australia that are starting to experience skill shortages, particularly with the lack of you know people being able to come over from overseas, and that of course has hit our North Queensland area as well. In terms of Townsville, uh, you know we've had a rough uh, sort of seven eight years economically, so we've sort of been a bit of an outlier where the rest of the country seems to have been going pretty well. There weren't too many geographic areas in Australia performing badly. We were one of them, uh, which is unusual for Townsville with our diverse economy. However, we were uh, in 2016. We were one of the highest unemployment rates in the country, you know, with 12 to 16% unemployment, which is incredibly high. And then we were starting to recover just as the floods hit. So we had a natural disaster in 2019, early 2019. Again, that uh, sort of hit Townsville hard for a good six months. And then we were recovering even stronger. And then COVID hit. So sort of a double whammy in early, obviously, 2020. The good news is that our latest unemployment rates have us sitting at 6% unemployment, which while it's not, we're not at the national average, we're performing and recovering at a lot better rate or on a faster rate than many other places uh, in the country. So we've come from a, a fairly low base uh, in terms of our economic uh, performance and our unemployment rate, um, but we are recovering very quickly and confidence is returning, not only in consumer confidence, but of course business confidence. And you would have seen some of the results of the local surveys in terms of business confidence. And of course, when people are confident, then they employ, they train Um, you know, they start looking after uh, developing and retention of their existing staff. And also we see as a result of 
supply and demand ratios uh, changing, we'll also see some wage growth, which in the North Queensland region, we haven't seen real wage growth for probably 10 years. Uh, so that's starting to come back and it's starting to be more of a, a conversation with our clients. I know, I know when you say we're coming off a, a pretty low base and those those sort of high unemployment numbers, I know we're talking with Tim Reardon from HIA a couple of weeks ago, and, and he explained that Townsville was, was very unique in the sense that, yes, unemployment did go quite high here, but because of our diverse economy, we didn't lose as many people from the region. So while our unemployment figure was high, it was sort of masked by one person in the family still having a job. So there was someone in the family not participating, where in other regions like Mackay, for example, they just packed up and... and and left the region. So their their recovery has been somewhat uh, slower because they've got to attract that person, I guess, back as they're coming through. Is that being seen here? Like, are we getting people that, you know, might've been out of, out of work here for a couple of years, but necessarily didn't move away, giving us that high number. Are they coming back into the workforce now with and with this interesting sort of trend down to 6%? Yeah, look, we've it's an interesting conversation you had with Tim. The evidence would suggest that from 2013 to, say, 2017 or so, we had around twelve to 15,000 people leave Townsville. And if you correlate that with the economic data in terms of rental vacancy rates, that does, you know, that there is a connection there. So, the, the unfortunate thing for Townsville during that period is we did lose a lot of our skilled workers, higher, you know, higher skilled people in that in that time. So the challenge for for areas like Mackay and of course Townsville is when people leave, how do you get them back? I agree with you that there were, you know, out of a family, there were, um, you know, one person in that relationship would still have a job, which is great, but there's still a lot of people left during that time. What we've got to do is uh, attract those people and I believe we have been attracting those people back because you know people most people love Townsville and those people weren't people that really wanted to leave it's just that the opportunities weren't there anymore there weren't the jobs around they had mortgages you know you've got all your typical adult um, you know, problems when you adult uh, you've got those issues where you need to, to potentially work and earn money and the other side of things during that period from say 2007 you know through to 2013 where a lot of those people that had moved here in the good times, which was around that sort of mid to late 2000s, they lost value. And, and I'm talking in the magnitude of hundreds of thousands of dollars on their real estate, you know, on the on the value of their properties. Mm-hmm. If they were, you know, if they purchased a place in 2007, if it was worth 600,000 in 2013, it was probably worth 400,000, mm-hmm. you know, as, a, as an idea. So those, those real financial pressures, you know, they were there and, um, you know, people, you know, may have left a par- partner here. Look, we, we had plenty of examples where, uh, people that would move away, some to people to overseas, to China, Hong Kong, all over the place, Indonesia, um, obviously different states, where they left their uh, husband or wife and their children in Townsville. Yeah, so right. again, they don't want to move their fam, you know, their family away. It's just the opportunities at their skill set and at the, the profession they're in weren't here for that period. So the good news is, as we recover, those opportunities will return and hopefully we attract those, you know, we have been attracting those people back. Yeah, they've, um, they've already got that connection. So they're an easy, they're the low hanging fruit for us to get back to the region. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and, and I mean, it sort of moves into an interesting conversation because, um, you know, we, we look at how working arrangements have been changing through through COVID and, and all of this, you know, fads, if you like, people changing how they work and all of this sort of stuff. How, how have you seen these remote working arrangements working through COVID? Because we get the snippets of, but you're on the coalface, you're dealing with employers and you're dealing mm. with the employees almost on a day basis what's actually happening here it's it's interesting um, because it's it's quite new for a lot of 
organisations, and it's it's new for a lot of people. Uh, you know, the opportunity to work from home, or you know, I like to say work from wherever you like. It doesn't have to be your home. But what you know, it's it's funny. You've got it's an opportunity. It's a real opportunity for regional areas like Townsville to attract people from cities like. Melbourne, Sydney, um, you know, Canberra, etc., where we haven't been able to necessarily previously. So if someone's working in Melbourne, hypothetically, and they have the opportunity to work from, from wherever they like, this is an opportunity where they can potentially, you know, pack up in, in Melbourne, sell their property, you know, for a fortune, <laughs> or let's just say a reasonable amount of money, move to Townsville, where real estate's comparatively very cheap. Yep. You know, a fantastic location, which I'm sure we'll talk about later in terms of some of the advantages uh, of moving to the region. But, you know, from a lifestyle perspective, they can still have their job. They can still bring the money they're earning in Melbourne, Sydney, etc., uh, Brisbane, and live in Townsville and work from here. And all of those bonuses that come with it, like as you say, the cost of living and, and all of those the, all those factors start to come into it. I know you talked about it once offline with me in relation to people doing a simple thing like a school run when they move to a, a regional town. And, and tell us a little bit about that, the example you had there. Yeah, I've got, I've got plenty of examples where people have moved from um, capital cities. And, and, you know, obviously with the uh, idea of a better work-life balance typically or family, you know, spending more time with family, which is work-life balance. Um but, you know, I, I, uh, we're involved in recruiting a, a fairly high-level uh, role for our local government. And the, the gentleman that was from, from a capital city who took the role, he had four young children. Still has four young children, I should say. It's not, they've gone anywhere. But um, <laughs> he has a four, four young children, his wife. They found the you know, executive home, which was you know, large with a pool, all that sort of stuff. So he was really happy. And after about – and he had asked me for advice on, on schooling, you know, where the schools were. So I gave him a bit of – a background on where the schools were and this is when through the application process and I had said to him where the office is a really good school and there's a couple of them but one of the really good schools for primary school kids is probably three to five minutes away and that <laughs> five minutes is walking um yep. you know but then you know a couple of minutes by car now he was probably thinking that I was just trying to sell him the job to a degree yeah so he was thinking well in his head I'm sure he was thinking it's probably you know a good 15 minutes or so but after the first month he was in the role and and, and again it was a very senior role he he gave me a call and he said you wouldn't believe it but I just dropped my kids off for the very first time in their lives to primary school today and he said that my kids thought something was wrong because they they were like what are you doing yeah you know what dad what are you doing why are you, why are you dropping us to school what's wrong what's wrong with mum yeah, um, yeah. And, he, and he said I, I've never been able to do that before he said I was at work like two minutes later you know yep. like as in parking out the back and walking into the office and I want to do it you know I want to do it more that's the reason I took a bit of a pay pay cut to come here. Yep. But that's one of the reasons that um you know that we moved to to Townsville and took the opportunity. And now he's moved into uh, a suburb that um you know is the same suburb that I'm in and that's probably 3 minutes from his office. So he could do the school run by dropping off the kids and get to work within 10 minutes. And, and it is amazing like and we you know having grown up here and done all these things we take all of those things mm. for advantage you know we, we don't think it's a big issue to to put the boat in on Sunday afternoon and go mm. for a quick fish and we don't think about the school drop off but yeah it's amazing when you do talk to those people from the big cities and it, it, you know it's not even in the in in the line of thought that you could possibly do that and and be at the office on time. No not in the 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 sort of the traditional working you know a way of you know having to go into an office and or a workplace uh 
obviously some people with the opportunities are that some of them would be working from home potentially these days and you know but that may that may sort of change and I know that a lot of employers in uh, capital cities are are starting to go back to their staff and encouraging and in some case forcing them to come back to the workplace come back to their offices mm-hmm. um, at least for you know three or four days a week so you know that might have been an option uh, since COVID came in for people to to run off and put the boat in although the distances involved and uh, traffic and things in in capital cities yeah, it's it's less less likely where you know the same the same uh, guy that I'm talking about uh, the other week you know he likes boating and fishing and he's got a got a big boat in the marina and and he put on his Facebook I'm on his Facebook and he posted on the Friday afternoon he was out in you know between here and Magnetic Island having a beer having a fish as the sun was you know about to you know set yep um, and he's posted it saying finish work out for a sunset cruise how good's life and I said replied to him on Facebook saying I bet when you posted this your friends and colleagues in Brisbane and Sydney would not believe it's possible to yep. do that and he replied he's like absolutely not yeah he didn't think it was possible before he moved here um, so you know that work-life balance you know uh, in his particular circumstance he you know he did take a a salary cut he was in a very senior role in in Brisbane but this the point is you, not everyone has to do that yeah Townsville and, and lots of regional areas are competitive with capital cities with a lower cost of living mm. um, but even when you're in the higher echelon of pay grades, you know over, over the hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, that the the hit to your pay, you know your pay packet can be, uh, I guess, compensated with the the cost of living, housing, and a bunch of other factors, um, but also just that work life balance. And and this this guy and a, a couple of other uh, people that we placed value you know family time, all those sort of things because they they've been in roles where. You know they're they're networking and they've got meetings. You know every you know not every night of the week, but many nights of the week. They're they're national uh, travel requirements and international travel requirements. So in terms of spending time with their family, it's it's very limited. And and I think at some point people wake up and say, you know, my children aren't going to be around. Yeah. Sorry that that sounded. Uh, <laughs> no, they know, grow up really, morbid. They, but they yeah, grow up very they, quickly. Yeah, they grow up quickly. They'll yeah. be out. Of the, they'll be out on their own soon. You know, I've only got a certain amount of time. Yep. Um, you know, value that time, and and this is when I think people, and this is opportunity with COVID, is that it's it potentially uh, might shock people out of their habit that's formed over many many years. Yep. Where they're taking their kids to school, the kids are getting a bus and all those sort of things. They're getting to work. They're going into the CBD. Um, you know, like Groundhog Day. They're you know yep. coming back, and and they're so busy because because of the travel requirements, you know, to get places, work, school, railway stations, parking, all of those sort of things. They just don't really have time. They're just doing, you know, yep. living. Um, and, and that's what happens. Humans are, are habitual by nature. So the opportunity that COVID gives us is that it's sort of like a shock to people's habit and their and their um, routines. And it potentially will have people, you know, sitting there, you know, when they've got to return or maybe drive back into the office for a day and go, you know what? This sucks. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it's funny you say it, Clayton, because when we, um, I remember when we were doing a little bit of research on setting up this chamber cast and, you know, mm. we were, we were saying sort of how, how long should they be, you know, and everyone's going, oh, well, you know, you've got to make them 40 minutes long because that's the average commute. And we're like, well, the average commute here is, is 
15 minutes, yep. uh, 20 minutes max. And um, and then someone pointed out to us, no, no, you've got to make them about 25 minutes long because that's how long it takes you to walk to the top of Castle Hill as your exercise. And that's when that's when people will uh, will listen to it. So we went, okay, 25 minutes. And if we've got something really topical, we've got to make it 50 so they can listen to the, they can walk up and walk down and, and, and still get a, a full episode. So that's it, if they don't fall asleep to my voice. Like, you know, well, that's, that's right. I mean, that, maybe they make them run faster up there on their afternoon, <laughs> afternoon exercise. But you do raise a really a really valid point and it's something that you know probably as townsvillians we don't we don't sell it well enough in a lot of our uh, i mean i'm always talking about it when i'm i'm down in sydney and melbourne or talking to mm. to colleagues but i do get what you're saying in relation to this shock that covid this rethinking have we have we got the roles up here in in North? I, I know we hear it a lot at Chamber about we have shortages now. We're we're really mm. starting to see the pinch. So is it time to be out there and telling people to to look at Townsville because of the the jobs that are available? Yeah, I think it is um, because you know like uh, Townsville is a little bit unknown to a lot of Australia. It's become more known we've you know since we've got a national football team and we had a national you know basketball. We've obviously got a very successful national women's basketball team. We got all sorts of bits and. Uh, pieces that has raised our profile over the last, say, 10, 15 years or maybe 20 years. Um, however, there are still a lot of people, you know, around Australia that that aren't that aware of towns. They might know the name, you know, seen it on the, you know, hosting the V8s for yep. many years or, or something along those lines, but they don't know, you know, what Townsville is and, and what it can, what, what it can offer. And in terms of um, employment opportunities or the size of the, um, you know, economic, I guess, you know, backbone of the city, um, what our industry sectors are, um, those sort of things. So I think that when people look at, you know, if they are looking at moving to a, uh, you know, let's say a, a North Queensland tropical place. Paradise. Paradise. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they'll often, um, you know, it's like a fridge magnet. The, the very quick ones to think of are Cairns, Port Douglas, Sundays, Gold Coast, Sunshine Coast, you know, those those sort the touristy, of touristy, the typical touristy, touristy because areas, because yep. if you're in Melbourne, Sydney, you know, Brisbane, or whatever, your holidays might be you know if you're not allowed to go overseas, you know, but yep. if your your holidays will be think you'll be thinking of places like Hamilton Island with Sundays, of course, yep. you know, you'll be thinking of Cairns because it drives you know those sort of things. So when you're looking at moving, it's like a lot of people do. They go, oh, you know what, I'd lo love to live where I holiday. Yep. Um, and then Townsville sometimes gets looked over because we're not as much of a tourist destination yep. do we offer what those places offer in the vast majority yes we do but we also what we offer compared to those tourist regions is even though we've had a tough few years economically there was a few merging sort of factors that created that um, that I don't think will happen for a very very long time we have always been an incredibly diverse and stable economy in Townsville compared to those other tourist destinations and they are very up and down with you know how you know whether it's a, the Chinese tourism market or um, the US dollar or whatever whatever it is whereas Townsville's you know we've got a, a really diverse economy there's stability there there's lots of opportunities and it offers a, a large percentage of what those areas offer uh, it's just a better place for employment opportunity and and um, you know for business in general so I think people should definitely look at um, moving you know consider Townsville. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. And like in a previous life, you know, I used to take loads of people off the train that were doing tours all the way up the Queensland coastline or from the airport and everything. And our first port of call always was to drive them to the top of Castle Hill and, you know, point out the largest military barracks in northern, northern Australia. Uh, we'd, put, we'd point out the Townsville General Hospital, uh, largest hospital up here and, and servicing a, such a, a vast area. Then explain that this is the largest city in northern Australia. And, and Australians would sit here and go, 
I never realized it was so big. Americans would sit here and go, oh, uh, that's not as big as uh, <laughs> smallest. <laughs> but when, you, when you've got a population of, of, of 24 million and you actually look where the people live yeah. and you look what Townsville's actually got to offer, I know the shock and awe from, from the Australian domestic Yep. travel market was always and you, and you know we get emails you know we've been to Airlie we've been to Cairns we've been and we just never realised Townsville was so great and um, you're probably dead right we we as locals probably don't sell it as well but that's something that we could talk about till the cows come home but I mean it is a really good opportunity and there is some some you know major contracts starting here you know we've got defence we've got uh, other big mining opportunities Absolutely. we've got other other big investments uh, coming into into play here so you know is, if there is anyone out there we, we really want them to consider um, bringing a skill set into the regions and, and enjoying that lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, you know, and the thing is that they, you know, we're, we're finding that people have actually taken the opportunity to work from wherever they like or work from home, uh, move to Townsville. Uh, a lot of people uh, are discovering that working from home isn't all it was cracked up to be, but this is a really good opportunity for a lot of regional areas like like Townsville. So it's giving people the opportunity and the, the security that they can move to an area you know, like Townsville mm. because they've got a stable income. They've got their job that's, you know, in Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane, whatever. They move here. They're working from home scenario might not be what they enjoy. They want to get back to a, an office, a team, colleagues, you know, stimulation. Uh, they might be extroverts, hypothetically. And it gives them the opportunity to look for a position, you know, that is a more traditional workplace. Yep. Um, but they've got the stability to move here. They've got the financial backing to do it. And so while they've still got their job, they look for a new job. And we've, we've been finding that that has been happening more and more. Uh, more and more since, since COVID? Since COVID, yeah, yep. absolutely. Yeah. Because prior to COVID, it was very rare that people had the opportunity or were forced to work from home. Yep. Um, so a lot of large businesses in the in the cities like Melbourne and, and so forth, where they have been really, you know, quite severely affected with lockdowns and things, they've obviously been forced to work from home. And therefore, you know, at some point they've been, some of them have been told they probably won't come back into the office for a couple of years, particularly the firms that are owned by uh, overseas mm. organisations. So therefore they start thinking, well, you know what, I could, I could actually move and still keep my job, I can move somewhere. And then that gives us the opportunity, which is bringing these skills into the region if we can attract those people, you know, with all the things that we have to offer. Because if they're in Melbourne and they're paying, you know, a large percentage of their wage or their salary for their accommodation, you mm. know, and it could be a two-bedroom, you know, apartment 40 minutes from, you know, 40 minutes from, from their job, from the city, you know, from their job, but it's $800 a week or, you know, whatever it is, you know, they, they can come here and... You know, for, for let's just say it's you know six hundred dollars a week. As you know, you can get some very good, you know, a large house, mm, walk on know. the beach every morning. Yeah, and... all those, all those, all those sort of things. But you're still getting the the same salary you you know you were getting in in Sydney. So yeah. your cost of living and your disposable income increases dramatically. And we still have all those. You know, we don't have quite as many things as a capital city in terms of Broadway shows and all of those sort of things. But in terms of our you know, what we have to offer in terms of, you know, whether it's coffee culture or, you know, restaurants and all of those bits and pieces. Townsville's quite contemporary. Like, we've oh, come I, up. I, I'd have to totally disagree with you, Clayton, because we've got the Australian Festival of Chamber Music uh, coming up. We've got NAFA going on. We've got, you know, we had Sevens World Rugby here just, just last month. State of Origin. These are all the things the big cities have, don't they? Which uh, They which... do. I just mentioned Broadway. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Broadway. Okay. <laughs> one, so one uh, thing. I, I know Everything, Ricardo every... from the uh, AFCM, he's, he's onto that, so he's he's uh, we did a podcast with him recently and he was all over it. But it's funny as you were talking about that because we had a colleague up here from Brisbane just a couple of weeks ago and he um, we had lunch in the city and um, we walked back and he was driving on to, to Cairns that afternoon and he, and he walked out and there was a parking fine 
on his car. Right. And we went, oh, you know, sorry about this, mate. Look, let us take care of it. You know, mm. we're trying to show off our city. And he yeah. got the parking ticket and he went, oh, gee, that's not too bad. And we went, what, what do you mean? It's $49. And he goes, oh, it usually cost me $58 to park, to park <laughs> for the day. So yeah. he said, if the fine's only that, I'm, I'm more than happy. Yep. So, and he grabbed the ticket and off he went. And I, I, I sort of looked at the colleagues who were having lunch with. I thought, well, fancy that. You're like, our parking tickets aren't up. Our penalties up here aren't even as good as the, uh, the, the daily parking fine. And think about that. That's our, that's our controversial, massive increase to parking fines. Yeah, over yeah, the last know, couple of years, mate. I was I was upset when they were twenty bucks. So now, was I. You know, so uh, so yeah, it's all in the eye of the eye of the beholder. But and, and and on parking, actually, it is a valid point because people from out of uh, you know when we're dealing with with people from out of town or out of Townsville, um, and we're talking about salary and all of those sort of things, we sometimes we forget to bring bring that in. But it's one of the things that we uh, we try to you know on a checklist of things to to bring up in terms of the overall living. You mm. know, because typically when you're talking about salary. You'll compare if you're on $120,000 a year in Brisbane and, and there's a job opportunity for um, 110 in Townsville, then you'll go, well, I don't want to go backwards. Mm. You know, that's that's where people look at it. And then that's sometimes uh, if they're genuinely considering it or just saying, look, you know, I would like to move to, to Townsville for family reasons or uh, one of my friends lives there. So, I'd really, you know, is there any chance of, you know, them coming up? If there isn't, when you, when you start breaking down little bits and pieces and you start talking to them, something as simple as parking. You know, mm. it comes up, uh, you know, it's just one of those little things that people don't consider. But one of your most, you know, expensive parking to park in the city is, is around, what is it, $6 a day, I think? Um, oh, I think it's five. pretty extreme now. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's got up to six bucks for yeah, a full six, day. Yeah, six a day. Yeah, yeah. But having said that, like, we just, we recently recruited a few months ago a human resource manager from out of town uh, for a company here. Um, so we're talking, you know, around about that level of uh, salary. And she was going to start and happened to say, you know, oh, actually, I didn't ask about parking. And did they provide? Oh, well, unbelievably, I forgot to, to bring parking up with you. But I said, you know, this is how much it is. There's one, you know, 50 metres from your office, um, which is around 5 $6 a day. Da, da, da. But here's a map. And I sent her a map of the CBD of the free parking mm. spots and there were two parking free parking areas within 800 meters you know five to 800 meters from the office yep and so you know as long as she gets there at a reasonable time uh, and i think there's four or so maybe five free parking areas around around the cbd and and, mm. and the funny thing is those free areas are right next to uh good daycares and good schools so you can literally do your school drop off and and get a get a nice five minute strolling because we've got 330 days of sunshine in the year so we do i mean it, look it's it's great to sit down and have a chat because we do have this skill shortage there's no doubt about it we we are hearing from our our members about for the first time in a little while they are worried about getting mm. people back here to the mm. region they've got more jobs than they, they know how to fill yeah so it is really good to sit down with you and, and talk about some of the benefits I, I know our chamber cast our listenership in melbourne and sydney and brisbane it comes up on the little map and we've got a good little following down there so so hopefully we good. can entice someone out of the uh Cold. out of the rabbit out of, the cold? out of the cold and the rabbit warrens and and uh, out of those out of those southern ends come up and and at least have a look. I think I think it's worthwhile considering. You yeah. know, seriously uh, considering, particularly when we've talked about this before, Ross, in terms of a target market. Mm. You know, it, like where Townsville, and, it's, and I'm not saying that Townsville doesn't suit you know a 23 year old. No, I'm just saying that if you were looking at target marketing Townsville to what you know what we experience from a recruitment perspective is. Uh, the people that are interested in moving, you know, they're, they're, they're at the stage of their life where they're, they're considering what they're doing. It typically is people in that sort of 30 to 45 or 50 year age bracket where they've got young children or they're considering having 
yeah. of you know settling down and having a family, and they're looking for a place that is family friendly. Yep. Um, and that's where you know, and again, they they might be looking for a better work life balance where they can, you know, easily travel, you know, to their kids, uh, you know, sports carnival, you know, during the working day, or to their, you know, drop them off to school. They can, you know, they don't have to travel as far for after school activities in terms of yeah. sports and you know those sort of those sort of things. And there's safety, you know, there's one of those things in terms of perception of safety and all those yep. sort of bits and pieces that really attract people and and people are surprised you know the amount of people the amount of questions we have where people are looking at a job opportunity and they ask us do we have any private schools in townsville you know <laughs> you know you know just something like where i where i sit there and go oh yeah we actually have heaps <laughs> yeah. you know what what type of school do you want yeah yeah which um, suburb do you want to live yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. you know I, I think and that's where uh, i think that uh, that people not understanding the size and what we you know townsville offers you know we have around 200,000 100 to 200,000 in terms of our population, yep. we've got 113,000 people employed. Yep. There are 13 million people employed across Australia, but we've got 113,000 employed um, in Townsville. So we're not tiny, no. and we're offering you know all of the the, the day, you know the childcare, daycare, you know the primary. Uh, in, whether it's public, really high quality public schools, whether it's you know all your uh, your your private school offerings through high school, and of course, unlike a lot of other regional areas, we have our university. Yep. We actually have two universities, and uh, we've you know hospital in terms of you know people if they've got you know health concerns things. We've got two major hospitals, so you know there's there's a whole bunch of things that are attractive to people with. Well, I believe they're they should, yeah. they're attractive to people with families. And the other side of it is, of course, they can come and buy a family home uh, for a reasonable price. Yep, and we've got we've got plenty of chamber members that would sell them one and uh, and <laughs> so, and sort out the finance and and uh, set them all up. So so we can we can give them a job, we can sell them a house, and we can educate the kids. So so what more do we need? I don't think there's much more. Um, no. I think it's a great place and it's beautiful outside at the moment, yep. as it is, like you said, 330 days a year. Yep. If they're going to come here, these are the perfect sort of six months to come to uh, to Townsville in our winter. Yeah. Um, well, you know, v- V8s are on this weekend. And, yeah. and uh, you know, we've got, as I said, when you've got Origin here, I, I don't know what more they want to live in the capital cities for. So everything's happened in the regions now. Yeah. I th- I th- and that's what we're talking about is it's a real opportunity it's a real, it's a, it's a very real opportunity for people in the uh, capital cities to be able to consider yep. the move to a regional area. They may not have been able to consider previously, so I, I would encourage people to, you know, do some research. Talk to me or my staff if they need to, uh, or yourself yep. at um, the chamber and uh, and your people, and um, you know, find out about Townsville. Good on you, mate. Great to great to sit down, and and always great to talk to someone passionate about the region. Thank you very much, Ross. Thanks for the time. Cheers. We appreciate you tuning in to the Townsville Chambercast. Subscribe and follow to receive Chambercast updates for your morning commute every second Friday. Thanks for listening and remember to think, support, celebrate and go local. This podcast is proudly funded by the Australian and Queensland government through the Disaster Recovery Funding Arrangements. We would also like to thank our show partner, Addits, for making this podcast possible. Addits are your local IT provider with one purpose, to implement effective technology solutions which empower their customers to achieve their mission. You can find out more about how they can support you and your business over on their website, 
adits.com.au. A-D-I-T-S dot com dot au.